Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Episode 69 of Psychotic and Iconic. Paul's here along with my co-host Nick Theories. Uh, Mikey P and we are without Philly Phil again uh, we want to thank everybody that's tuned into our live stream right now if you haven't done so already please go ahead and share it thank you to everybody that likes follows and subscribes to all of our platforms Mikey P take us away you alright over there <laughs> yeah forbidden fruit he's just forbidden excited fruit. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're starting the show also shout out to my beautiful sister on her 18th birthday happy birthday happy birthday I love you I can't happy wait birthday, to celebrate Adriana. with you tomorrow in AC. We're going to have a good-ass time. So, happy birthday. Love you. That's a great shout-out. She's awesome, man. She's Top fan over there. Real All one. Right. Real one. She's a real one. She's smart. Man, you guys ready for this shit tonight? We got a lot to cover. We got a lot, family. I can't wait to unpack All right. Pause. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we got NFL playoff overtime. All right. Colts, Jim Irsay talk. Man, did he shit on Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray. All right. NBA MVP. There's a shift, guys. There's been a shift. Hmm. I'm a little nervous. If we have time, we have something about contract year wide receivers. If not, we'll save that shit. All right. So we're going to go right into this now. All right. Episode 69. Exciting. Yeah. In case you didn't hear it the first time, all right? Let's rock. Yo. <laughs> Phil's in North Carolina right now going crazy. Yeah, he this is. This is my chance to fuck around right with the soundboard. Phil, Phil's having a ball. Yeah, Mr. Laxative. <laughs> That's Phil in the band. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Phil. Yeah, that is Phil. Yeah. Nice. I have proof. <laughs> Philly Phil, man. We miss him. Dude, I love this soundboard. Can't wait to have him back. Yeah, we do miss him. I, know. I can't wait till he cares again. <laughs> Come on, I'll do that. You don't think he does? <laughs> he loves his oh, podcast. Shit. All right. I'll get the train back on the tracks. P&I, episode 69. You heard it. 69, fellas. Brought to you by Prize Picks, your home for daily fantasy sports. New players who sign up for Prize Picks today using the promo code... Yeah. Iconic. We'll receive a hundred percent is deposit match up to a hundred dollars. That's prize picks daily fantasy made easy. Also, we're live right now on the props network at propshq.com. Be sure to go over there and subscribe to listen to us. Crazy shout out motherfuckers. All right. <clears throat> yeah. You won't regret it. Mm -mm. 
and then guys we're gonna go right into it now all right we got an opener topic bruce arians temple made temple proud announces his retirement out of nowhere he has retired from the bucks as the head coach he moves into the bucks front office todd bowles also temple made temple proud takes over as the head coach well deserved all right let's give him a round of applause all right yeah, absolutely Todd bowles man that's my guy though. he has been with bruce arians for 40 years he played for him 40 years ago taking over for wayne harden at temple university Todd bowles have been with this man that long yeah and he's waited his turn i mean he didn't exactly fall into the right situation as a head coach the first time around with the jets that's not his fault yeah i mean not nobody succeeds with them yeah besides rex ryan though these are facts so now todd bowles he gets a five-year deal to scrap his two-year deal that was already in place he's gonna be there a while and he inherits a contender should be exciting any thoughts guys um i'm happy for him i'm kind of surprised it wasn't byron leftwich to be honest really yeah i thought that because like the league is so offensively driven now but i mean todd bowles just paid his dues and everything and now he's getting he's getting a legitimate fair chance now mm-hmm. but it's the the downside of it is though is that the pressure's on veteran team i feel like that they were leaning towards the veteran guy yeah. i don't know if Levitz is ready maybe maybe uh, i don't know though but it's a great move for the organization though because now todd bowles could just focus on defense they got foot that's going to be their new defensive coordinator and then you have byron leftwich who's just going to run the entire offense Is that confirmed and, i mean what pretty what? i think so pretty much tom brady will be a de facto oc over yeah, there i don't know if, it, if, if it's uh confirmed yet but i was just from what i've read that's what they were yeah planning on doing he's a linebackers coach i think yeah and, and, and you know what man i love it but I know the speculation out there is that Brady kicked Arians out. Like, we need to stop yeah, that. Yeah, shut that that's down. That's corny. Like, they, they both that's said what I'm saying very about good things about All each other. All they do is make a fucking bullshit narrative that is just like, it only benefits them to help them write their own stories because they're bored. You know what I mean? Like, they got no lives. Like, they're fucking over here speculating some bullshit. What are you talking about? I mean, if you saw Brady's Instagram, he, he, shouted out bruce arians in three paragraphs saying how much he loved him respect him as a coach and and how great of a leader he was like that's that's not somebody who kicks somebody out of a job he didn't sorry, do that for bill belichick yeah and it's like it's everyone like, knows who bruce is in this league everybody knows yeah and he's not perfect but everybody loves this man yeah and everybody then, and then that that whole quote-unquote rift i mean not for nothing like i i argue with 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 my boys like at the end of the day you know what i mean like yeah. they ain't no rift i mean just because somebody curses at somebody in practice he's doing his job he's he's there's there's no I, malicious intent there yeah, if yeah. you're not arguing in football you're not <laughs> yeah. doing it right that's what i'm saying so you need like, to have constructive uh, yeah. criticism and uh you know not everybody's going to agree with everything that you do in a game plan etc so and it's like, natural in football right. i feel like all Arians the time. Too. i feel like he's accomplished now like he had big ben he had peyton he had luck he had all those guys. He had Tom Brady and he finally Palmer and then he finally won a Super Bowl. So yeah. like, you know, that's couldn't just, be happier for I him. feel like it's natural yeah. progression because you know, I, I got new I don't even maybe he wanted to do that after the first year, but it's like you want to come back and defend your title. I'm I'm proud of him, honestly, to be able to step away like that and ensure that the job is given to one of his guys who is well deserving. Um and now you get another African American head coach. Also good. Um 
So that's that's awesome. I mean, he's not going anywhere. He's going to be working in the front office. I don't know what his job title is. Yeah, he'll but, probably. I mean, be the assistant. fact that he's in the building is a comfort level for 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 uh, Todd Bowles. So I think I, I think it's going to work out well for the Bucks. Yeah. And you know, uh, the Bucks got they got a lot of talent on defense. So, you know, I'm looking for them to actually even play a little, like a lot better this year on defense. Yeah, so, and they uh, should. They'll return a few guys to help, yeah, too. Because, you know, Brady's going to have the offense by himself, pretty much. Him and Leftwich. Yep. So now they can focus on the defense, like you were saying earlier. So it's kind of like, all right, now, you know, you do your job, I do mine, we'll be good. And it'll be good for Leftwich, too, because when he becomes um, a candidate next year for a head coaching job, you know you know the offense is going to perform. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady, yeah, he'll get his he chance. threw for 43 touchdowns last year. If not Brady like he's stays, gonna, but. It's not like he's going to walk. He's walking off a cliff this year. So He'll get his chance. He'll get his due. Um, otherwise, guys, and I, I want to point out a great comment. Dave, there are seven former Philadelphia Eagle coaches that are head coaches right now in the league. That's wow. insane. Harbaugh, Peterson. So many on Reed. the Andy Reid tree, too. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Last but not least, before we get into the real shit, the Rams. They make a splash today, guys. Bobby Wagner, five years, $50 million. And he gets to play the Seahawks twice a year. I love the fit. I mean, that's that's just not even fair. You got you got Bobby Wagner, you got Aaron Donald, you got Jalen Ramsey. I mean, you have a a top five player at every level of the defense now. That's not even fair. Yeah, I don't know where they keep getting the money. I don't understand it. I don't know what they're doing. Bro. I think that spanning it out like that actually helped the cap. That's why they did it. I, I mean. I didn't Mr. see Sneed, the Les Need. Yo, he knows what the hell he's doing. He does. Bro. Because yeah. I swear to God, every offseason, the Rams spend big money on, on players. And they just and, and it's like, where are they getting this money? They, remember they 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 they, uh, they gave the bag to Ramsey? And yeah. you're like, all right, well, you know, they gotta pay other players. They're, they're getting Stafford. They're talking to Donald extension. They just signed uh, Wagner. It's like, where are they getting and when right? you do these long-term deals, you backload them so that the cap is low in the front and this is why they keep running it back they're gonna run it back and run it back some more until it catches up and what's crazy is too is it's like even to even before later yeah, it will hard bro <laughs> it always does <laughs> before ahead, last year though even when you were saying it, it was like all right well they're giving all these players these big contracts they only have a two or three year window before they just they drown but stafford already delivered so like they already got what they wanted out of it yeah i'm trying like, to go like, back to back here's you know? a perfect example look at dallas right dak and zeke and look what they're <laughs> in hell already it's they don't know two. how to manage the cap. Yeah, they just don't. They don't know. That's why you. And have that's to no cut, cap. That's why you have to cut Amari Cooper. So it's just like that. That's the flip side of a a great GM and one that's you know mediocre. Yeah, exactly. That no, no, like they matter. <clears throat> These are facts. Oh, 100%. Yeah. These are facts. And as fellas. much as I hate Howie Roseman, Howie Roseman plays with the crap, the cap great. He is. He's the same way. He's a wizard with it. These are facts, fellas. All right. You know what time it is. We just can't draft. <laughs> Real. <laughs> you know what that sound means. Right, let's get rocking and fucking rolling this motherfucker. NFL playoff overtime. Let's get rocking. Oh shit. They finally made a change. I know this is going to get you guys riled up. All right. So I'll read the new rule in place. I'll read the little three part thing here. It's nothing special, it's pretty clear cut. All right, the new rules are stated as this. Both teams will have the opportunity to possess the ball in overtime in the postseason. If the score is tied after each team has possessed the ball, the next score wins the game. 
if the team kicking off to start the overtime period scores a safety on the receiving team's initial possession, the team that kicked off is the winner. Also, one thing that not that's you know I've I've kind of seen this trickle in from elsewhere, but no one's talking about the fact that the team that gets the ball second, if they go for two, they also can win two. So you're going to see a lot of interesting That'll strategy too. You definitely will see it. So guys, I want to know: Are you satisfied with this new rule? Is it fair? And if not, what do you recommend in place? I honestly, I hate it. I hate it because what what is the difference? Because all right, everybody's complaint was the other team doesn't get an opportunity. Okay, you get an opportunity, you score a touchdown, you tie the game. The next possession, the other team kicks a field goal, you don't get an opportunity to respond. So for me, like it's like, what did you actually do? And by the time that the the, uh, the defense is on the field again for for the second possession in overtime, they're gonna be fucking gassed. So it's like, what are you gaining out of this? I, I hate it. I'm not a fan of it. I think it's corny, and I think they they did a little bit too much to to try to change the rule just to satisfy everybody's little emotions. You know what I mean? Like, yo, if you take an L in overtime, take an L, man. It is what it is. That's the rules. But everybody's bitching and complaining about the rules, and they haven't even changed. That's not a change to me. Yeah, it is. What is why? Because How? now, if they, because you're guaranteed to get your offense on the field. That's cool. But if you tie the game, then so what? Then your defense. Yeah. Yeah, then you got to rely on your defense. That could be the last offensive possession you have. Yeah, but the difference is, is that the offense, no matter what, gets to get the ball. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's what I'm saying. But if you score a touchdown, right? Yeah. Just say, just, even if you guys trade field goals or whatever. Okay. Then you don't get the opportunity if they go down and kick another field goal. No, because it's sudden death at that point. But the offense had the opportunity but, to go down there and score a touchdown. I so love here, the ball, by I, the way. I, think, I hate it. I, I like it too. But here, here's I what like, I think Nick's... Oh. What Nick's trying to say is it still seems like it favors the coin toss winner, right? Is that what you're Absolutely trying to say? Absolutely, it does. Hell yeah. I want to strike first. Absolutely. Not really. Why? Here's, here's because... the thing. Here's the counterpoint. What? Are you you want to go ahead? Uh, no, I mean, I just I don't think it, it favors that. I mean, I watched Bill Belichick defer. Well, that's, that's, that was a different I mean, yeah, but That was stupid as hell, too. <laughs> but, like, I, no, because he played – like, that was strategic. It was the wind. It was it was the condition. So, I mean, I just, like – for me, both oper- both teams should have an opportunity to possess the ball. You cannot tell me if Tom Brady last year was on the Bills and he got screwed like that, you, would, you wouldn't be in That ain't strategic, it. bro. That was dumb as hell. You what always was? accept it in the coin toss. When you got Brady as your quarterback, how the hell do you not – No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, if, if – that happened if Tom Brady was on the Bills this year and what happened to the Bills happened with Tom Brady on there and it was your guy, you would have a totally different team. I would not. So you think that you could you should just one person gets the ball and that's it. You gotta play defense. If you are a better team, you should play defense. You should be able to get but a some stop. Some teams have weaker units. You should be able to get a stop. If you are that far in the playoffs <clears throat> where these games matter and, and everything's on the line. Your defense should be good enough to be in that position as it is. So if you can't get a stop in, in, in overtime, then that's your fault. So doesn't that apply though to the second possession? What do you mean? You still got to play you still defense. That's why nothing changed. Nothing changed about this rule. It this did. rule is stupid as fuck. No, because if you're now now listen, if your defense makes a stop and holds them to a field goal, and you have a dominant offense, you now go down there and score a touchdown. It's game over, because your defense still needs to make a stop. Like it's not like it's just free will go get a touchdown. If they get a, if your defense is, you know, even if it's your weaker unit, but if your defense holds them to a field goal, now your offense could go win the game, especially if your offense is the stronger point of your team. 
Oh, here are the I counterpoints. Mean, that's a fair point. Here's yeah, a, I mean, that's a, a fair point, but I'm just saying, I would rather strike first because it's like, all right, well, I'm, I know well, obviously, where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was only, I was only saying the Bill Belichick thing in relation to <laughs> he, he deferred yeah, that was time. That was insane. Here are the <laughs> counterpoints, though, guys. Player safety. As you know, they're not going to be able to do continuous overtime like college. That's just not realistic in the NFL. They were never going to do this in the regular season because they have to get get things running along. The game's got to end. I'm done with the this player safety shit. This, no, 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 no. I know, but this is this is. But it's listen, Nick, they it's added not another about, game. It's not about what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying the the NFLPA has to agree to these things, generally speaking. So they're not going to agree to doing this in the regular season because that ex- exp- extends the playing time for these players. Put them out there for injury. Okay, so playoffs, it makes sense, but you're kind of hamstrung by the fact that you can't do continuous overtime, and the key is getting both teams a possession. At some point, you got to play defense. So I think they satisfied what everybody was looking for. Um, I'm surprised personally at all the outcry right now. I'm surprised. Like, there's a lot of people that are just saying like stick with the traditional stuff, and you could, but. I think it is fair that both teams get a possession. And then after that, we could worry about defense. But also, you're going to see a shift in strategy. Like like what I was just saying, the going for two part of it. I love that. That's where it gets interesting. Like, you're going to see some coaches test out different strategies and scenarios. And um, it'll be a little ballsy. But I guess, like, you know, the games will dictate that, too. How the teams are playing during the games are going to dictate how these coaches strategize in the end. Like, if they're, if they're thinking they can keep playing, uh, you know, a third possession, if they think they can keep playing at a high level then they're not going to mind kicking that extra point and continuing on playing. You know, like, it's kind of like, <clears throat> this is this is what everybody was asking for. They gave it to us. And now I don't understand why everyone's, like, there's a lot of people unhappy. I think that uh, Swagoo was one of them. That was, the like, thing, the loudest one. I was like, yeah. The thing is, too, is, like, you have to understand, like, those, the old o- overtime rules 10 years ago, it was it was a different game. Everybody always says that. Like it was more it was more of a defensive game plan. Now now the whole league is geared towards offense. So now the overtime is geared. I mean, you, I guess you still have to make a stop. It's not totally geared towards offense. But now the pressure's still on the offense to if you go down there and you only get three like that. You know that's now your defense has to step up. But at least the other teams are getting a chance to do something and they're not just sitting there on you know on the field. That's just or sitting on the bench. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it, and at least it's not the, what they're what the NFL is trying to do is minimize as much of the impact of the coin toss as possible. That's all it is because the numbers say if you win the coin toss, you're winning. Yeah, it's like sure. almost at an eighty percent clip. I don't remember the exact record. It might have been like nine and two or something like that. So if you win the toss, you're going to win. That's what they're trying to minimize here. I think it'll at least shift it somewhat. Um, but I see I see a couple of really good comments. I'm going to point out. I see Rob Rob saying. He thinks it should have been the first team scoring, and then the second team scores. The second team should have to go for two, and that should determine the game. That's a cool one. I that's mean, pretty cool, but that's I feel I feel like that's a little bit more gimmicky. But then that yeah, and that also kind of that that like takes away the balance again right there. If if you force the second team to have to go for two, you sh- they shouldn't have to change the way that they're doing it because they got the second possession. Both teams have to be have to be offered the equal opportunity. You know, what I mean, both teams have to have the same level of opportunity. So that's that's not going to work. So Sorry, you, Rob. so let me ask you guys a question. What do you think is is best? Do you do you defer or do you or do you take the ball? So well, here, hold that it's, thought. It's definitely going hold, to be strategic. Okay. Hold that thought because I was actually going to point that out. That was what Dave was saying. Dave is saying. Now in the playoffs, it would benefit you to defer in overtime because if you're getting a second, you know what you need to do. Do you agree with that? Uh, I mean, that's a, that's definitely a fair point. Um, but my counter to that would be 
you want to put the most pressure on the opposing team on the weakest unit yeah so my thing is this like if you like me I would probably take the ball because I want to put the pressure down because if I'm confident in my offense to go down and score a touchdown, that's what I'm going to do because now it's the pressure on the other team to score. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like I'm in control because I am up right now. I'm winning. So I, like, I'm not worried about like, like my defense collapsing. If, if you trust your unit, you know what I mean? Like that, that's what I'm saying. I'm taking the ball because I want to apply the most pressure I can against that team. That's how you win. How do you beat good quarterbacks? Pressure. So yeah, it's to, the same thing. To your point, Nick, I mean, I would just say if you win the toss, do whatever is the strength of your team. If, if your defense is the strength of your team, then you defer. Um, if, you're, if your offense has momentum or something, or if that's the strength of your team, you definitely want to take the ball first. And you kind of dictate the action. I mean, it, it's it's still a tough game to play here. Like, it's it's not going to be easy just to drive down on one drive and score a touchdown. I would so definitely like, – I would opt to take the ball. But unless you're playing like – I don't know. Like, I was looking up a different stat today, but I just remember this from what I was reading. The Vikings last year were ranked in the bottom eight of every statistical defensive category. So, like, to me, you want, def you want that defense on the field. You want to attack them. So, it's like, you know, but I would never flirt with putting – with deferring and putting the pressure on me that I have to match what they just did. But then again, I mean, if your defense is your stronger part, you have the best defense in the NFL. Let then me, at that let point, me ask you a question. A, go ahead, you a question. Go ahead. So you like the Vikings, right? Just say they're middle of the pack offense. Yeah. Ranked like 14th or so. Mm -hmm. Their defense is kind of bottom, right? Mid. So do you, if you're the Vikings, do you accept or do you defer? Uh, well, here's the thing. Generally, yeah, I would accept because my offense is stronger. But a lot of this is going to be determined by game flow. Like, I it, feel it really like... all depends. It's playoff football. The game flow could be very different. Yes. And, and it, like, you have to go with what's working for you best in the moment. So You have to go with mo momentum and what's working with, for right. you. So in that you know? case, if you're the head coach, do you gamble and say, fuck it, I'm going to put my defense out there? Because if they get a stop, my offensive unit is better than my defensive unit. So my chances of scoring or winning the game kind of increases. Yeah. In and my then, opinion. Like I said, it's going to come down to matchups too. Like it, because yeah. now at that point, like if that. you have a weak, if you have a lesser tier quarterback, now you're saying like, like they always make, like I can't even believe I'm about to say this. If you're playing like a Carson Wentz, who's prone to making mistakes, I feel like, you know, if you have a strong defense, you're going to want to go against that because you feel like in the moment he's going to make that mistake or like, you know, even going back, not once, like, you know, some revisionist history, like a Tony Romo, he was known for throwing a pick at the most inopportune times. Yeah. So it's like when you have players that do that, like that's going to come into strategy. Now it's ballsy. You know what I mean? Because if he does get one of those drives in, you look like an ass. But I mean, it's just all it's all going to come down to it's going to come down to strategy. Like you said, game flow. And I think a lot of it is going to be based upon, like, who's the opposing team's quarterback? How's your defense? Yeah, you have the 2014 Seahawks, and you're playing, because just we're on them, the Vikings this year. You put your defense out there. Right. The Kirk Cousins isn't putting fear into you. Yeah, and to, and to add to that, I mean, really, like, if I have a, a top-rated offense, a bottom-ranked defense, but my defense has the better matchup, I might be willing to put my defense out there Here's first. It really one. all depends. The Eagles. You know, it's, it's situational the Eagles, the football. The it's a situational thing. With Case Keenum. You trust Malcolm Jenkins and them boys against Case Keenum? Hell yeah. Absolutely. So It's always going to be situational. And that's the thing. Is like At least now, we're not just talking about the team who gets the ball first. 
going down the field and scoring and ending the game. At least now we're talking about both teams are going to get the ball, and then after that, we're going back to the original rules. I'm totally okay with it. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think you could really do anything else. That's why. Like, if if like if there was another counterpoint that was valuable enough, I would consider it. But really, there's not. There's nothing else that I could recommend. The safety I just don't see cool how too. else you would make it work. Because here's my thing. It can't be college OT. I would love why, it. The reason but, why no. the rule changed is because the team who gets the ball first wins the game, right? Basically. Right. So my thing is, it's like, if I'm, if I'm, I'm getting, I'm accepting the ball in, in, in OT all day just because of that reason. If, if, if the, if the analytics are telling me that, if I if I accept and take the ball, then I'm gonna fucking score a touchdown. So again, me I'm putting pressure on the, on the, on the defense. Yeah, for sure. So like my so like my thing is it's like nothing really changed, bro. It's just that the offense now because if, if the offensive if 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 the opposing offense scores because they have to they have they're gonna have four downs. They're not kicking a field goal. But you remember fumbles come into play. Yeah, all that, like that all that change was now everyone get gets it. gets a chance to touch the ball, and now everybody's happy. There's there's nothing else like that I can see working feasibly in this case. There's just nothing else. I don't know, man. Because they can't do college OT. I will never get past. That's all. I I really do like. I I love it. I think it works perfectly because it's still putting the pressure on both it, both units. Still have the pressure. It's just that now you just can't lose on a rant on one random right. lucky play like. Uh, who who was it that scored? Uh, Justin Jefferson against the Saints, like a play like that, like to have your season in on that sucks. Or just simply Josh Allen not getting the ball, or not uh, Stephon Diggs when he was Josh Allen players. not getting the ball in that in that Chiefs game. You know, like yeah, that's, like that's, that's what triggered right. it. Yeah, you know, that's like just that not was right. a game where the offense were going back and forth, and literally the coin toss did determine the game. And this happened. The, the Patriots had that advantage against the Chiefs a few years ago. Like it it happens, and it's it sucks. So at least. I think we're quieting that crowd. I don't really see how there's going to be like. I I just I can't see the other side. I can't. Well, the Falcons you know? the Falcons didn't bitch and complain when they fucking got uh, when they lost in that Super Bowl, but everybody else like the Chiefs and everybody else can cry about it when they lose. And then here we go, we're fucking changing the rules. But like the teams, the, to the teams, the teams who doing. proposed the Corny, rules bro. in that defense, Nick. The teams who proposed it were the Eagles and I think uh, what the Colts maybe. There were two teams. I know, but the that outcry had to do is the reason it. what stirred the pot, and that gave people creative ideas to cook up something to propose to the league, and that's what happened. It was going to happen. But nobody though, at some bitched point. about the Falcons, though. The Falcons, the didn't Falcons should have got the ball, but they didn't bitch and complain. I, I, that's the, the problem. The rule wasn't even talked about. But then when the Chiefs lose to Brady, it was like, oh well, Mahomes should have got another possession. Well, the rule that's wasn't called, talked about because no, it benefited. It's because, it's, because it's, it's just it's better this, entertainment for the NFL. That's yeah, what it is. Of it is true. Yeah, and, and, true. And that's corny, bro. Because but like they, they should get both teams should get the ball. So you don't think that the op, it's a both teams should difference. get the ball in overtime? I think you should play defense. Nick, I get that, but the I offense, think you should play fucking defense. That's that, that's that's how well, I you're going to have to either way. Yeah, like you're acting like defense to. all of a sudden doesn't matter. I don't no, understand. Defense does matter, but like what I'm saying is, why change? Why go through all this? To change a rule that is pretty much the same, in because, my opinion. Because it's about Both teams like, get a chance at the ball, the and it's not determined by a coin toss. That's all. And and the coin toss still might be favorable. You might see that. You might see the statistic in a year or two. It'll say, yeah, it still tends to favor the team who wins the coin toss, but that's not proven. And I guarantee you that number is going to shrink. 
there's going to be there's going to be some exceptions now that come out of this where the team that gets the ball second is going to win. But more likely than not, the team, the team that, that that accepts that that gets the ball in overtime first usually wins. That's that that that's the reason why the rule was changed. Yeah, because that's dumb. But why is that dumb? Play fucking defense. I, I don't understand. I, I think that's you're going to have to either way. Then. Like, that's the yo, thing. you want to talk about players? The reason why that rule was in there because of player safety. Think about it. I mean, that is. I don't if know. You I, play just one possession of football, I just think it was a dumb rule. <laughs> if, you play, if you play one possession of football, then that's it. You limited yeah. the amount of impact guess, on, another, on another drive. I'm just saying, if you want to talk about NFL fucking player safety, then you got to yeah. think about all the player safety doesn't matter. It's crazy. Dave says, shouldn't it's both stupid, teams bro. get to play D? And then Tom says, oh my God, who gives a fuck? And with that being said, I'm going to move us on. Play defense. Play teams. fucking defense, man. Both teams get a get a fair chance. Defense. Fair chance. Defense wins championships. They should win overtime, too. Yes, not anymore. <laughs> Thanks for that transition, Tom. That's my guy out there. All right? So, Jim Irsay and the Colts making news per usual. Oh, my goodness. This, this was ugly, fellas. So, I'm going <laughs> to do everybody a favor. I'm going to start reading off some of Jim Irsay's comments regarding previous quarterback Carson Wentz and a little insight into their QB chase before they set it on Matt Ryan okay how's that sound I'm gonna start reading some comments here and we can we can react to this all right we'll react to this as a group I'm gonna ask you guys some questions I want to hear from everybody though all right the usual Jim Irsay at the owners meetings quotes I'm just gonna start reading okay I think the worst thing you can do is have a mistake and try to keep living with it going forward. For us, it was something we had to move away from as a franchise. It was very obvious, okay? I've been saying this all along, guys. I said it was all your say, right? I've been screaming that. Next up, no disrespect to Jacksonville, but I mean, they're the worst team in the league. You play well and hard for the first quarter, so they're looking to go to their locker room and clean it out. I've never seen anything like that in my life. In his life, he's old, guys, all right? You say, my God, there's something wrong here. It needs to be corrected. I feel like we did that. Oof. Your guy's got to pick you up, and your guy, meaning Carson Wentz, he's referring to, he's got to pick you up and carry you through Jacksonville. He has to do it. Not an option. He has to. No excuses, no explanation. Then he goes into team chemistry. <laughs> this, is a, this is a team owner, okay? This is an owner. I don't even think Jerry Jones speaks like this. All right? Pause. <laughs> I was actually, like, saying pause to pause myself. Uh, pause, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, yeah. You, you, I got gotcha. you. Jerry Jones is fucking dirty anyway. All right. You search for the right chemistry with any team in football. It's as important as any sport there is. And that chemistry is off. If it isn't there, it can be extremely detrimental and lower performance to a degree that is stunning and shocking. For us, the fit doesn't want... It just wasn't right. I don't know why. A lot of times you don't know why. But you know it isn't. It was important for us to move in a different direction. Guys, I want to hear some reactions to this. This is, I mean, that's not even all of it right there. No. This is loaded. So do you agree with Jim Irsay? And I guess the second part of this is if you don't, like, do you think he even should have been this transparent? No. I think he's an asshole. <laughs> um... He must have. He must have thought about all those scathing, all that scathing criticism when he was sitting in his jail cell from his habitual cocaine use. Oh, 
Um, like I'm confused. There. There's a difference between there's a difference between saying something doesn't work out and just and being transparent than just being blatant, blatantly disrespectful to somebody that doesn't deserve it. Um, I don't understand why he would go on record and be that to say it again, scathing to somebody who he played through injury. Um, he gave you everything he had, whether it was good, bad, or mediocre. Um, I just like I don't. That just comes off as somebody that's been spoiled from having Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck for nearly 18 years or 20 years, however long it was. And it's just, it's unbelievable that a grown man will come out and do that to somebody. To, uh, it wasn't like, you know, he, he was outspoken and, or Carson Wentz was outspoken, causing problems. If I'm a Colts player, I'm looking sideways again at him for that. Because I'm like, oh, damn, this is what's going to happen. If I fuck up one game, this is what's going to happen to me. And, right, right. I mean, not for nothing, but... Uh, Matt Ryan's good. So Matt Ryan's a well-respected leader around the NFL. If they don't make the playoffs this year, is he going to come out there and do that to him? So to me, it just seems like it was more personal. And I don't know what it was uh, before. I've mentioned before that I think a lot of the issue started with him not getting vaccinated. That's just how I feel because I'm sure he made a lot of comments with him, uh, you know, on September 25th, him not being vaccinated makes it difficult for him to be depended, depended on. Um, and he said, oh, I know how hard Carson works and how respected he is in the locker room, which is true. You could see from Jonathan Taylor and Darius Leonard, the leaders on that team, Michael Pittman. So to me, he just comes off as an asshole. And that, I hope that franchise, I want them to be the worst team in the league this year. The part about the leaders, too, he goes on and makes comments saying, like, these guys said things to him in, under, you know, in closed doors and all that shit. He said that later in the comments. And it's like, your guys went out, like Darius Leonard, for example, went out on Twitter in defense of Carson Wentz. And these guys have said nothing but positive things about Carson Wentz. I told you all along, it was Jim Irsay driving this ship. Jim Irsay is the one who said all this negative shit to the media, and they're the ones who are piling on Carson Wentz because of Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay is behind all of it. This and, is not a shared like, belief in that locker room. Dude, the thing for me it, is It sounds fast. like a jilted ex-girlfriend. Like That's what it is. Just yeah. move on. Take the high road. You're the owner. And you my, should not be speaking like that. My bad, bro. But real fast, I just want to say, like, Carson Wentz played well this season. He ended really, really bad. And I'm like, I'm cool with that. But like, just to go out there on, like, again, if I'm a, if I'm a Colts player and I'm looking at that, I'm like, did you really just do that to my guy? You really just did that. Like, it wasn't good enough to just say it didn't work out and move on. Like Frank Reich. Frank Reich, it just was, I think he's a back end. Uh, he can be a back end top 10 guy. It just wasn't the right fit. It didn't work out. And it's still, That's all you got to say. Exactly. And it yeah. still came down to like, what about the defense letting Jacksonville just fucking run all over him? Three TDs. It was a it was a three TD difference. Uh, after what a quarter and a half? Like, come on. At some point, like it's it's still a team game. Yes, the quarterback's supposed to drag you out of the mud. He played like shit. All right. There were several games where they blew it this year, and those also had a part in determining their playoffs. Let's not get it twisted. This guy had a better season than Matt Ryan. Well, that's my that's point. That's the funny so, part. So what I'm say is, I want to hear what Nick has to say because Nick Nick wasn't with us on this for a while, right? Is now. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, like I, he just sounds like a bitter ex. Like I mean, <laughs> my thing is this: like you must not be happy with Matt Ryan if you're going to trash Carson Wentz. That's Man, my that's, that's my take because my thing is why would you revisit that? Like your your team moved on. You traded for a quarterback that you think they can get you to the Super Bowl, right? That's why you get him. 
So, and you give up a third round pick to go get him. So my thing is, why are you worried about Carson Wentz? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why? And also, like, it's just funny to me that his teammates love him. And they came out and said nothing, like, like nothing but nice and positive things about him. And then the owner trashes him. Like, the man works for you, man. You know what I mean? Like, yo, show some respect. Like, like Scream. To me, that's fucked he wasn't up. a bad employee. Nah, you don't Nick do that Deary's to people. Nick Deary's has arrived. He's like, with us. Like, yo, you don't do that to people, though, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, like, just say, like, look, it didn't work out. Move on, blah, blah, blah. But you don't got to trash the man in, in, like, in, in public. Like, to me, that's fucked up. He's got a wife and kids. I got something yeah. for you guys. And, and, and honestly, if I'm Carson Wentz, man, I'm ready to rock this year, bro. Because, like, that's how I arrive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's some advice. Don't be bitter. Be better. Yeah, yeah. like he he just right? found, he yeah like I I don't know man. Carson I, once had a great Instagram post. And yeah, I was just gonna say that. Loved it. He's building a, <laughs> you know, a higher road. <laughs> <laughs> He's building a higher road. I loved it though. But that's the type of that's the type of person he is. He's handled nothing. Hayes handled the whole situation, the whole year, everything with nothing but class. Even when things were going south. So, I mean, you expect that out of him. And he just continues to get dragged by everyone in the media. Yeah, I mean, they're, look, just, they're just grasping at straws sometimes. It's look, like, yeah, he needed to play better, but he did have a very good season. Yeah. He was in the MVP conversation after, what, it was seven or eight weeks? I mean, he was That's top cat. three for 13 weeks of the season. That's cat. He was never MVP, though. He was. No, he was getting he was getting talked about in the conversation. Nah, I got to put the plug on that, yo. I'm just saying. He was never an MVP. He was, but he wasn't well, we playing that bad. He was playing we, all right. We know all right, yeah. But he was playing at a very high level for 13 weeks of the season. And he was getting talked about as some rejuvenated, you know, the whole nine yards. So I'm not saying that I believe that. But, like, he definitely was playing at a high level at one point of the season. Hey, he didn't know he MVP, just, though, dog. No, 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 no. But still, it's, it stands to be said. Like, the guy the guy had a 27-7 and seven season. They missed the playoffs by a tiebreaker. And I, I like I like where he wound up. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I just think it's fucked up. It's I mean, look, yo, like, your team moved on, so you should move on. You should not be speaking about another uh, team's quarterback. Yeah. Like, he's not on your roster. So don't speak on it's, his name. It's sad. Don't worry about that. Focus with who who's in your building. I love that's the, how you build a culture right there, bro. I love like, the point that you said too about like if you're if you're happy with Matt Ryan and you're saying it all that things, then why the hell are you still going back yeah, to Carson Wentz? Like, like you have Matt, you, you have just, your guy. Right? Imagine having Tom Brady and then bashing Carson Wentz yeah. like that. Like it's like yeah. why you needed yeah. to drive home your point again. We already knew that yeah. you didn't like the guy. You should have just flat, like yeah, you got Matt Ryan. He's gonna take you. Should just flat out said I fucking hate that guy and that's why yeah. I moved on. I'd rather hear that at that point. Yeah, you might as well. That's it was personal. All right, he guys. He's and coked up. Man, I hope not for his sake. But there was part two to this. This is where it was interesting, and he didn't go too in depth about this. But we know the Colts were looking for an upgrade for a while because they got rid of Wentz without anybody behind him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there were there was a comment where he says the Colts were flirting with a potential trade for a young QB that would have involved multiple first rounders, at least two. The trade didn't materialize, okay? So, let's unpack this, too. All right? Who do you think the Colts were trying to acquire before they settled on Matt Ryan? And I guess uh, the next part would be, should the Colts have gone with Matt Ryan at his price tag or said young QB at, at the proposed price tag? First, I think what we need to do here is we need to try and decide who fits that label. A young QB who would have been worth at least two ones Let's try and narrow this down because there there might have been more than one guy here. 
First thought is what? Kyler? So right? here's the yeah. thing. Now, I wouldn't put that price tag on him. But from general statements that have been made about him, that's what it seems to be, that it's at, at minimum two first-rounders. So to me, my first instinct was for Kyler Murray. Because at that time, I don't think that, like, I don't think Baker Mayfield ever had two firsts on his name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't, then, like, who were the other ones? Like, Jalen Hurts? No, I don't think two first. I don't think that Jalen Hurts was two firsts from there. And they already traded for Wentz. So who were the other guys? Like, could it be maybe Jimmy Garoppolo because he was playing well? Could it have been Trey no. Lance? No. Like, I don't know. So I that's- was thinking the only other guy it could have been was maybe Derek Carr because he's younger. Remember, he had. 37, 36-year-old QBs in the room. Uh, That's fair. I forgot that he... I, I so actually, he's 30 and a guy you can have for at least five years. I was thinking maybe Derek Carr because he would have been worth probably exactly two ones. But Kyler would have cost some more, and he kind of makes it seem like they talked about at this. At least two. And they would have never done that. The Colts <clears throat> don't have the capital right now anyway. They would have had to give up multiple draft classes here. Yeah, I don't... I mean... At least two. Like, to me, that just signals that they were going to try and get somebody like a Kyler Murray. And here's the other thing, too. What if they knew what was going on in the Cardinals? I mean, there are league circles. Absolutely. It's like politics. Absolutely. (laughs) So it's like, what if they knew that the – because when the Kyler stuff came out, like I said, it wasn't about his play. I mean, it was because he played so bad in that playoff game. But when the Kyler Murray stuff came out, it was he was immature, he was selfish, he didn't get along with teammates in the locker room, things like of that nature. It was character concerns. So it's like, all right, maybe that was brewing before anybody really knew, and league circles just know about it. Yeah, I'll bet you right now the Cardinals are f- putting out some feelers too. That that's exactly right what now, I'm talking about. In case about. they can't agree to a deal, correct? You throw out some feelers and say, hey, well, you know, what like you, Bruce what Arians, here, at least you know? five picks. You know, if if we were hypothetically willing to deal him, I feel like would you be interested? It all happens all the time. It happens through agents. It happens through the media. It's a game they all play. They all do the same shit. Yeah, like first instinct, Kyler Murray. But I gotta be honest. I think the Colts were capping, bro. I don't think they had a fucking plan at all. I really don't. I think they had a setup for Matt Ryan because. That was the only like person available because the Falcons were going after Deshaun. Well, he Watson. wasn't even available. Oh yeah, if he, he wasn't available. He wasn't available until yeah. the Falcons had interest. So they were like they were fucking scrambling, and that's why he's bringing up Carson Wentz because he he's not happy, bro. And like you brought up Kyler Murray's character issues. Imagine Jim Irsay dealing with him. <laughs> if you can't handle Wentz and whatever character issue he's has, yeah, how are you gonna deal with that? That's why I'm thinking like, it had to be Derek. It. So Carr. I think they were bullshitting all along. I don't think they had a fucking plan. They just, he just didn't like Wentz. It was so just, he, it went out of the building. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why they scrambled. I tend to agree with you there is because like he made it seem like they actually didn't speak to a team. He made it seem like they talked about the two first-rounder price tag internally, and then they kicked it out the door. They didn't speak to any teams is what it looks like. No. So that's why I think it's bullshit. But mm-hmm. internally, it I think they had cap. to have discussed. Like, they definitely, I don't think they talked to anybody. And I think they were probably talking about Derek Carr and May, like, and for what you guys just said, I don't think it could have been, like, I'm sure they talked about Kyler, but the character thing would have been interesting. Um, and then other than that, really the only other quarterback who could maybe be considered, like, thought to be available because he's not been extended would have been Lamar. And obviously that's never going to happen. That would have, the Ravens would have shut the door immediately. There's no one else. I'm looking through all the teams right now. There's no other team where there's a quarterback you could consider possibly being available. So, I mean, there's that. I, I, Tom, I, we're actually getting ready to get into that because I'll address that real fast. That's how we could segue into it. 
Um, Let me see what he's saying. About Matt Ryan. No, I wasn't throwing shade. Oh, no, no, no. no. So I was going to say, because you were saying... Um, you yeah. were saying, like, should they, yeah. should they go at Matt Ryan at his price tag so, or one of those guys at the proposed price tag? No, I got to be honest. I actually think I would have went with Matt Ryan because, like I said, when they traded for Phillip Rivers, it's similar situations, but Matt Ryan is better now than Phillip Rivers was Correct. when they traded for Agreed. Phillip Rivers. So I think the issue with Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan's fallen into a little bit of, like, underrated and forgotten because the Falcons were just such an organizational mess. And I think, do I think that Matt Ryan can take them to a Super Bowl? No, I don't. But I think that he can make them relevant and he can make them a scary team, like a team that you don't want to play in the playoffs. Well, I mean, look already. Well, they got to get, they the, uh, get, get more weapons. They need to get another wide yeah. receiver. The win totals came out already and they got the Colts at nine and a half nine and tied a half. with the Titans. So, so honestly, I would, yeah, I, I actually already told you guys, I think that the Colts are my division pick right now. Yeah, I think so, like I I would have done it if Wentz was the QB too. So I'm still going right Second now. As year. of right now, I'm still going with the Titans. But I still think that Matt Ryan has some left. Yeah, now, I agree. I don't know how much. Like I said, but I I don't think like like I would say Matt Ryan's a, fi- a top fifteen guy. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Even if he's fifteen, but I would still put him in that like on that back end part. I mean on the on the uh, front end of the top 30 and you're only giving up a third round pick 82nd yeah. overall it's it's essentially worthless and you now, take on the cap which is a lot it's he's a gonna lot. have the it's best very heavy cap, cap best running back he's ever played with the best line he's ever played with yep he's got michael Pittman, who's a who's a he's a probably great the number best two. defense he Mo ever Alley. played with too yeah he's got Mo, real. Mo yeah. Alley cox is all yeah. right yeah. it's, it's the best I mean, defense he he's playing, played with he was playing well with yeah, he's good he was playing well with wentz they have a great defense so i and they got him and again, like with Matt Ryan too, is like he's a seasoned vet. He's been in, he's been like um, he's been to a Super Bowl. Now, granted, he lost, but that's a different argument. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He's been but in he's, those. He's shown moments. he can take you there. Yeah, he's been in those moments. So, a couple things fall your fall your way. You get another wide receiver. You hit on one in the draft. Then who knows? They could be a scary team for sure. So, I don't like. I mean, to just count them out is bad. But it's going to be like well, the I, reason I, well, the reason why everybody's counting them out is because the AFC is stacked. Yeah, that's why. That's why. And then when we, like when you look at like the, the like the landscape of the quarterbacks in the AFC, and you look at Matt Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I a get difference it. Now. There. Good I mean, point by Tom. Also, but I love leadership. Matt Ryan. He's a he's a he's a great player. Yeah, leadership. Like, yeah, he's yeah, a, he's a stone cold yeah. leader. Yeah, I mean that that definitely can't be disputed. I think you go out, you add Julio, and you draft another receiver, and you're you're pretty set. Yeah, you got everything. You got Zach Pascal. Yeah, I mean, I I think you they're gonna be all right. Back. I think they're going to be okay. Got Paris Campbell. Yeah, they'll they'll be good, guys. They they're, need another wide receiver, though. That is something do. they need to address. And like I like I, I always say, you got to get somebody that can move the chains. They they can sign like a Jarvis Landry and a Julio Jones on cheap one year deals. Fuck it, why not? That's probably what your Pittman you can, your, why not? your Pittman guy is your is your chain mover. Honestly, you go out and get a field stretcher. That's what I would do. And the thing is, too, is he's like, a, he's, a, he's he's ah. not intended to be a deep ball receiver. He don't have a lot of speed. I know no. he can go out no. and get that jump ball. I know. No doubt. But I'm just saying he's not going to be running MPJ, fly. Bro. Oh yeah. He's, he's not going to be running streaks and flies all the time. You know. He, he'll stuck. go out and he'll get that ball at the top point. But I'm just saying he's definitely a better shorter route runner. So he'll be a, he'll be more of a chain mover. You go out and get a guy that can stretch the defense. And that's what the, I would do. And here's the thing too: is one thing that you know Carson Wentz struggles with that Matt Ryan doesn't is accuracy. So, you know, some of those balls that, you know, Carson Wentz may throw a little bit low or you throw a little bit high, he hits some of them. They're, you know, they could put more points on the board. So, you know, he'll be able to dial, he'll be able to dial, dial it up better. And he's playing in a dome still. Yeah. Yeah. That's and he's in a dome. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, Comfort. for yeah. me, basically all he did was he went, he's going to Indianapolis. He's still got the dome. He's just going to a better team that's exactly. ready to win. Yeah. 
I agree with Godfather, yeah. though. Not a top 10 QB at this point. No. And, that's, um, and that's no, one, no one here is saying that. No, but he's yeah. definitely good enough to take this team to the playoffs. Well, here's the thing. You saw what Carson Wentz did. Like, just yeah. leave out the Jacksonville game. Over the course of the season, he played very well. Like I believe, And I believe Matt Ryan can duplicate and get better than that. I do. Probably. I mean, all, all you're asking for is... <laughs> Don't turn the I ball mean, over. If we're being honest here, it's just like showing up in the... In the moment that matters most, really, like it's, and you're basically getting the same QB with less mobility, maybe slightly better accuracy, um, and that's it. He's not prone to the fatal turnover. That's that's really it. Though. He'll calm the I mean, guys Carson, down the Carson can Carson can make that more of, of an electric play at time to time. Mm -hmm. So it's like you you cancel a few things out each way. It's really like a it's not a substantial upgrade. It's like. Pick your poison. What do you like better on your team? So there's some traits here that will probably play better with this roster. <clears throat> but there's some that won't either. Yo, did you guys see Colin Coward's uh, yeah. AFC, uh, NFC East? He's Cube the Carson best Wentz is number one. in the he world. He said Carson Wentz is number one. He don't uh, want to let Dak go. Dak Prescott was number two. Uh, Jalen Hurts was three. And Daniel, uh, Daniel Jones was four. What's your thoughts? I would still put Dak over it. But, I, like, I, I mean, we said this before. You're going to learn a lot about Dak this year because his, his team ain't stacked. Bro, exactly. And you're going to learn a lot about Carson, too, getting a better uh, receiving core. I mean, that's the thing. It's like Dak has had perfect surroundings around him his whole career. Right now, yeah, you have to say he's better. But Car Carson Wentz has always – I mean, they've been head-to-head -head pretty much their whole careers. It's like at this point, yeah, Dak is better right now. Um, anyone that's saying Jalen Hurts is better than Carson Wentz, like Eagles fans, you need to pump the brakes. He's not better than Carson Wentz right now. You hope he can be. I don't, he I, shows signs that he can be, but Carson Wentz is better than Jalen Jalen Hurts right now. These are facts. It's, like, ar it's arguable. It's arguable because Jalen Hurts can can escape the pocket. And he can run. He could do damage with his feet. I just think there's could, a lot of people. He, I think he could score more points than Wentz. You know who else is jilted? The Eagles fans are still jilted about Carson Wentz. It's like you guys need to let go. You need to let go. He's not a quarterback anymore. He hasn't been for two years. And there's a lot of fans that are still out there na uh, knocking on Carson Wentz, just like Jim Irsay does. And but they say all this, this shit, and it's like, guys, just realize this. You moved on. Jalen Hurts is a good project to have. He's young, all right? He's got some traits that are unique. But Carson Wentz is better than Jalen Hurts right now. That's okay to say. Uh, it's, it's arguable. I don't think it's arguable at all. Why not? It's not. Carson, Jay, Carson it, Wentz is a better quarterback. If Carson Wentz was better, the Eagles would have kept him. No. Why not? It, it, wasn't, it, it was not a good situation. What do you mean? What do you, because teams even a, cater even a to question? their quarterbacks. Teams cater to their quarterbacks. If Wentz was that Bro, good. Bro, Howie had a fucking mural of him on his wall in his up. room. If it Wentz just wasn't was salvageable that, anymore. If Wentz was that dude, they would have never gotten rid of him. They would have made it work because he's a franchise quarterback. But that's the problem. That's they don't point. think Jalen Hurts is that dude either. It, they it's, they it's came kinda, out and say it's he, a wash. He is. I know they're coming out saying that, but their actions show otherwise. Actions like speak what? louder than words. They like what you just said. I saw what you said on Twitter. They haven't given him anything no, yet. This I, know, I agree. I, I don't understand right? that. that. To me, that doesn't make any sense. And I watch. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to say it again on this show. They're going to get rid of one of those first round picks and get a first rounder next year. Book it. Book it. Well, and I'll eat my to, words. If I'm wrong, I'll eat my words. No, they should they're give Jalen Hurts a fair shot. Like, that's he's my gonna, point. He's going to get they a chance, give him a fucking fair but shot. they're going to have that first-rounder right. in the pocket for next year's quarterback class just in case he doesn't pan out this year. That's all. I don't know, man. I, I, I just 
I don't know. They should set him up for success. I mean, look what Miami's doing with Tua. You know, they, they got fucking Tyree Kill and They'll draft Jalen Waddle. They Gasecki, like they're loaded, man. Like they got a nice little squad. If Tua can like be a little bit better than he was last year, like they're gonna be all right, man. Miami's gonna be a playoff team probably. Eagles, Cowboys, Patriots. To me, did nothing to help their quarterbacks in this offseason. Uh, this offseason, and they will. They're gonna go out and draft somebody. Just brutal. They have Just to go out and draft someone. There's still some free agents out there. Let's not make this about the Eagles, though, okay? Because they're gonna have their time with us. We got a long way to go this offseason. We got the draft coming up. All right, but until then, all right, we gotta move on. And I don't think this one's gonna. This is probably not gonna take as long. But we have to pay attention to this. All right. Kyler Murray. Stinks. <laughs> it's a muscle. I apologize. It's a muscle. I mean, I expect that out of you. You know? You wouldn't be you if not. Major. So, guys, Kyler Murray, this is this is interesting, if nothing else. So let's let's take a look at this. Last week, and I believe these odds stayed the same. So I'm gonna read it off to you. Kyler Murray is plus five hundred. That's, that's not crazy. Plus 500 to be the next QB of the Carolina Panthers. He's third in odds behind Sam Darnold, plus 450. Malik Willis, plus 450. This is just last week, and I'm pretty sure this remains the same. If not, maybe Kenny Pickett's name is somewhere in there. And then there's a rumor out there that's saying, like, the, the Panthers are preparing to make a play. Because they're desperate. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking obvious, right? So, how likely, guys, do you think... That this is the case. Like, do you think that the Panthers are going in here? And um, do you think at this point that Kyler's still going to stay with the Cardinals? And the odds there are minus five hundred. That's uh, and I think that remained the same as well. So, do you think he's? Do you think this is like a possibility here? Or do you still lean? You know, he's staying with the Cardinals. No, I think he's staying with the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't. Do you think it's a foregone conclusion though? Yeah, I do, to be honest, because they just uh, just extended Cliff Kingsbury. That's so, scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I, I, th- I feel like those two are tied at the hip. I just don't see, like, they haven't had a quarterback in forever. And while I'm not Kyler's biggest fan, I'm not saying that the dude's a Yeah, Kurt Warner, though. Don't sleep. Yeah, 400 years ago. Nah. But it's like, you know, they were playing with Josh Rosens and, and you know. So it's like, when I see that, I just don't, I just don't think he's going anywhere. And I just... The Cardinals or the Panthers, one of those teams, if they pay him what he wants, is making a fucking mistake. Well, because yeah, guys, like, here's the thing: they haven't they haven't given him the contract. Yet. I know that's the uh, that's the only part that I'm like, okay, who cares? Well, He's still is- under his rookie deal. Sit yeah. your ass the fuck down, play fucking football, and when your contract expires, we'll take care of you. Yo, you play, shut up. You playing football? Shut the fuck up, man. Nick, this is, this is I, what I'm saying. Like, listen. I don't understand this shit. Why do they let these players do that? Pauls, you, you're under contract. Rules. I agree for two with more Nick. Years. Wholeheartedly with, like, it, with that sentiment, I agree with Nick. Oh, so I'm, am I, and I know you do too. Yeah, but the thing is, these players, he threatens to sit out. He derails the Cardinals after a season of progress. They've now increased their win total two years in a row. They made the playoffs this year. I mean, they still have a good roster. So, like, he he does hold some cards here. Let's hey, just be honest. Let me say he does thing. hold some cards because he can sit out. They're also playing with a little bit. They're also playing with some fire now too. Because here's the thing. They are. If he goes out next year and he get and he pulls a hammy or something, after seeing what just happened to Baker Mayfield, no quarterback's playing injured. Nobody's trying to play through. If I have a hangnail, I'm not playing. He just cost himself millions of dollars. 
So now, if I'm Kyler Murray and my hamstring feels a little tight, I'm not playing. So he's just going to, I feel like he's, like, now they're going to be playing bully ball like that. Yes and no. But, yeah, I mean, well, the players have the players have a lot more control right now than they have in past years, especially at the quarterback worse. position. And, it's gonna, it's, and now with it's Deshaun over. Watson, it's over. It's, yeah. over. it's over. It's over. Everybody's going to get guaranteed contracts now, every quarterback. And you know what? I mean, honestly, look. Great point. Earl Thomas. <laughs> when, he was flicking all, when he's flicking him off. Never play yeah. through an injury now. It's not worth it. I mean, yeah, you got a fair point. Well, what you're I kind of doing... sort of bailing Baker out a little bit there. And I'll give you that. Yeah. Like well, it's, it's just it's it sucks. Would That's he have a played better without the shoulder? Probably, but like yeah. like I said, I always reference the Kurt Warner thing. Played his best season when he had a torn ligament on the non-throwing side, and then also we're conveniently forgetting Jimmy G also just had shoulder surgery, and we're saying we're gonna use that as a cop out that he is not getting picked up because of that. You know, like it's his knee was it's hurt like, too. Don't forget his knee. I'm just saying though, you know, like and he had mids at wide receiver. I, I remember this that. from last week, and I realized I didn't say this in the comment. <laughs> like someone was like, "What? You know, he's not getting traded because of his shoulder surgery." Which one? Um, someone said that about Jimmy G oh. on the last show, and I was like, "Yeah, that's just that's just not gonna cut I can't it." Can't wait me. till he because, starts because, for the Niners this Because Baker also has a shoulder injury, mind you, and Baker still has interest. Right. Well, I, to be honest with you, no, he, he will get scooped. If he gets caught, he's going scooped. back to the conversation. Right I, the Cardinals don't have a choice. I mean, yeah, who right. else? Do, who else are going to replace Kyler Murray? Because you have good players on the contract, such as DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt. You got you got stars on that team. What are you going to do? Just sacrifice a year because your quarterback was being a bitch? Basically, you're not going to do that. And that's the thing. But you're not going like, to do that though. They have to find a way to somehow keep him happy. Like even if it's just like a short term kind of arrangement. I don't even know if they can do that. I, I mean, I would assume, yeah, he's in they his could. Third year, right? Who? No, he's fourth year now. So, like, they have to decide on his fifth year option soon. Okay. And obviously, they're going to pick it up. I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty obvious. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to pick up his fifth year option. No, no doubt. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I think that plus 500 says to me, hey, the Panthers are serious contenders for him at plus 500. That's all I'm going to say. That makes it seem like it's. It's like wide open at plus 500. Well, anything you know? can happen. Now. And he we still hasn't been season. signed. You know, who says like if they offer three first and a couple twos. I mean, look, look at look at the uh, I guess you could use the Russell Wilson package. You could use I mean, let's just say that's the baseline. You're looking at two undersized quarterbacks who can move around really well, except one is 20, 24 years old. I mean, Kyler might command a higher price tag in a trade. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a team control kind of thing, you know? It's it's wild, bro. It's wild. <laughs> I just, I, I can't, I can't even believe that this is already happening with him. Uh, to me, it, it, it is petty. It, it justifies the rumors that are coming out of the it, locker room. It really does. Yeah, but like, what have you done to really dictate this kind of power? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's you just, never won anything. It's cornball. You want to know what I think it's it is, though? Activity. It's partially, it is cornball shit. That's but I think, <laughs> I think that it's partially, like, I don't think that he and the front office have seen eye to eye from the very beginning, and this is going to boil over. This, he, he's not handling this right, though. He's acting like an immature little bitch. Well, he denied it. He denied, like, the, uh, the, the wiping. Of, yeah, like, man the yeah, fuck up. Let's be real. He's handling this the absolute worst way possible. But I think that he seriously has beef with that with that franchise right now. And I think he always has, really. And I don't think he likes Cliff Kingsbury either. 
Like and I he said, just bro. got extended, which to me is baffling. Like um, I, said, I don't man, think he earned if that. If you're all about the money, go play fucking baseball. Straight up. Oh, he'll get fully guaranteed money there. That's too. what I'm saying. If you want, if you care yeah. about money like that, and it's all about your contract and securing the bag and shit, then go play baseball. I just don't. It's think a much he's happy. safer. It's it's a safer sport, pretty much. So what what, what are you bitching for? So why are you causing a, 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 a an NFL franchise this headache this early on in, in in your career? Like why do that to somebody? Like you're being to immature. force your way like, out. If I was a fucking GM for the Cardinals, I ship his ass out tomorrow. And my thing is, too, I is FedEx like, his fucking and ass yeah. and I fucking ship him out. I and don't yo, give a fuck. It kind of makes it seem like me Kyler wants to be pitch. out. That's what it makes it seem like. You know like. what's weird, too, about Kyler? If I want, he, out. I want if, DJ Moore and I want three number ones. Go ahead, <laughs> That's right. If, if he, it might cost more. If Kyler Murray, when DeAndre Hopkins went down, if his play would have elevated, and even if he lost that playoff game, but he didn't look like he did because he went out sad. Yep. If he it didn't look like that and he wanted his money, he would have a leg to stand on because it's it's the timing of when the quarterbacks want their money. I'm going to agree with you. Dak Prescott, that, he broke his leg and played out his rookie deal. But Dak Prescott at least had a playoff win. If Kyler's level played in dip and also if he didn't get hurt, I think that he would have a case here. Like at But that he point, can't, you cannot bitch when you... When you played like that in the second half of the season, you played like absolute shit and then played even worse in the playoff game. You you have no leg to stand on. Yeah, like he just it doesn't warrant he what he's trying to do. Paid, I think if he if he finished out the season right, I think he would have got the contract. So do I. And like I said, even if he lost that playoff game and he didn't look like that, like he just looked so it looked so sorry. And the he only problem the only problem here though is the Cardinals waiting means that his value is just gonna keep going up. It's gonna keep rising. Yeah. And so at this point, like maybe you Maybe you would benefit from a trade. If you like this draft class enough, maybe you go out and do it. Uh, but this is my follow-up question, guys. Just uh, totally hypothetical. Let's say he gets traded and the Cardinals are looking for a quarterback. Who do you think replaces him? I mean, you could look at, well... Because they have I mean, a playoff-ready roster. Baker? I actually like Baker. I think I think Baker would be Happy a you fit. said that. Uh, I think that's who they would get. It sucks for Jimmy G because they're in the same division. The same division, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. So it's like, you know, you're playing checkers here to try to find a spot for him. Yeah. But um, I would like Baker. I would, I would say Baker. Not me. Because you could buy low as shit. You, could, you can inherit all the picks, buy low on a quarterback. You could take a chance on if Baker's that guy and and he, he has D-Hop. He's got, he'll have D-Hop. Fuck it. You get DJ Moore in a trade. Like, I'm, I'm dead serious yeah. because you, you could replace Christian Kirk. You got fucking DJ Moore and and, and Hopkins more the more with, than replace with Baker. Why not? And you have three three number ones. So next year you can move up in the draft and, and get your and, and get your guy. The only, so for me, it's like why not? The only Fuck thing about him, Baker dude. that concerns me there. Fuck that guy. Even though I would like to see it. <laughs> yeah, preach. straight up. Yeah, he's fucking such cheater. A he is. Yeah, he I, is. I just don't like he's that salty. shit, man. It's corny. Like you didn't win. You never won a Super Bowl. Why are you, what like what are you doing? You never won a playoff game. Why are you commanding this? He's a year too Who soon. the hell are you? That's what I would say. Who the fuck are you? I know. This is my ship. He's this a year too soon. I steer this fucking ship, not you. Tell him. That's what I would say. That's exactly what I would <laughs> Tell say. Him. They don't hear you. What the fuck, man? I hate these fucking players, man. <laughs> he's like, a diva. Bitching. Yeah. He's a diva. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I just think the only thing about Baker, though, is Baker needs a run game. And this team wants to run the football, but this run game would not be the same if Kyler was not the quarterback. This offensive line is not that good. So this run game would not be the same if Kyler Murray is not a quarterback presenting a threat with his legs. 
That's the only thing that would concern me about Baker there. So I think, I mean, honestly, you're going to get three firsts. You're going to get the sixth out of there if you, if it's a Panthers trade. I I maybe would just throw my hand in at one of these rookie quarterbacks. All day, bro, because culture fucking Go matters. After, when your leader is a baby like that, you're never going to win. Go I'm after Malik you. Willis. He can run, too, and he can throw a deep ball. All what, right. I can, what you the can sell me on it. McNabb-level Eagles with Tyrell Owens. McNabb being a baby. Culture matters, bro. It does, dude. Like, when your leader is acting like this, you're never you're not going to be successful. That's true. You're not. Although, That's your general going to war right Yeah. Crying like crying that. because no, he wants a new you contract. Know what? Come on, man. We're going to see it this year if he does remain there because they have elevated the win total every year of him at QB. Correct. So like we're going to learn a lot if this really did matter a lot because I think there's there's some players in there that probably aren't satisfied with Kingsbury either. And I wonder, but he just got I mean, extended. Yeah, and now I know. if I'm Kyler though, and I'm looking, I'm like, yo, I'm going into my rookie deal. What if he has doubts about himself? That's the ownership right there making that move. You know, they they extended Steve Kime too. I mean. Does he deserve it? I guess you could maybe say, like, possibly, but he, he wasn't that great before that, you know? Like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. We got to move on from this clown, all right? It's not his fault. <laughs> yeah, he was mad as hell, yo. We got to move on from this guy. All right? Because we got something else important to touch on here before we close it out. See? I don't know what's going when on you, over there. When you don't understand something, you mimic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Family, NBA talk. It's just getting serious. Season's almost over. There's five, six games, give or take. Uh, Sixers are playing right now. I don't know the score. They're playing the Pistons, right? So, um, the NBA MVP straw poll. This fucking bullshit. Can't wait to talk about this. Sad. I don't even want to talk it's about it. It's the final one. We have to. It's unfortunate that we have to. All right? But things are shifting, guys. Things are shifting and not in Joel Embiid's favor, all right? The straw poll now favors Nikola Jokic to repeat as MVP. Joel Embiid even got some third-place votes in this thing. Like, what? What are you smoking? That's that's sour. That's sour. <laughs> that's it's Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, in that order. Ja is fourth on this list, and he's not even playing. He's not even playing right now, the guy. That's crazy to me. Then you got Tatum, Donkin, uh Doncic. Jeez, I said Doncic. <laughs> now I sound like you with this shit. Um, That's cold. I know. I was, cold. That was pretty cold. cold. I, I love you, though. Yeah, I do them like that. This Matt is what Flynn. we're doing today. <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt Flynn of the week. I'm getting treated like Caesar on set. That's crazy. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Name dropping. Jokic gets 62 first place votes to Embiid's 29. And then Jokic also surpasses him in betting odds. The betting odds are this, okay? Hold on. I got it right here for you. Jokic, minus 138. Embiid, plus 125. And Giannis is plus 1,200. Do you agree with the poll and the odds that Jokic is the MVP? Like, do you believe... So here, do you agree with it? If not, who do you believe should be the MVP? And then I actually want to hear who you think will be the MVP. Even if it's hard truth to admit, I want to hear it, okay? So it's kind of like a three-part thing here. Who wants to start us off? I'll go. It shouldn't be Jokic. <laughs> Facts. Uh, if it's not Embiid, I would give it to Luka. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Luka, okay. I said this the other time uh, on Monday or maybe even last week. Luka, what he's doing with the Mavs is like LeBron in 07 with the Cavs. It's just a bunch of regular-ass role players. And they're the fourth seed in the West. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand how Luca's not even being mentioned. Like, Giannis. Yeah, okay. Luca should be over you, Ja at this point. Giannis that's... is a top three guy in the league. Okay, that's fine. Like, I understand putting him there. Joel Embiid, you could argue the same thing. And what Joel Embiid, I mean, what he's done there, he drops 40 and 20 every other night. Jokic, like, I get he's playing good, but that he's not, he's just, he's not the MVP. They're winning. Can I can I give some stats real quick? Let me just throw some stats out there. This is this might be a day or two old at this point, so the record might be slightly different, but let me just read this to everybody. Since February 17th, all right, February 17th was when the last draw poll was. Mm-hmm. Embiid had 45 votes, Jokic had 43. Since then, Embiid's averaging 31 and 12. All right. Obviously more of an impact on defense. He's got 3 blocks, I think. All right. And then He's a plus 4.7, 10 and 5 record. Jokic, 27 points, 30 rebounds, 8 assists. Obviously, a non factor on defense. He can't do shit there. All right. Plus 1.6, 11 and 6 record. What the fuck changed? D- did, I read, did I read something wrong? Because that says to me right there that Joel Embiid's playing better. He won one less game. And actually, the game that they lost to, to Jokic. The Nuggets were playing better when Jokic wasn't on the floor. I got another stat there, too. Hold on. All right. You guys might have seen this by now. But this is, I think this is the past 12 games. All right. It might be 10 or 12 games. The Nuggets with Jokic, plus 2.5. The Nuggets without Jokic, plus 5.9. That's minus 3.4 differential. The Sixers with Embiid, plus 6.9. The Sixers without Embiid, Plus 0.8. That's plus 6.1 differential. What am I missing here? What am I missing? Um, an epic snub job is what I'm seeing here. This is an epic snub. He's been the MVP all year. The situations are comparable. Well, One team is possibly going to be the one seed in spite of literally the whole Ben Simmons situation. You have no Simmons. You didn't have Harden. You had Harden for 12 games, I believe. You've had Harden for 12 games. And I'll clarify that. Hold on. All right, I had it here somewhere. Pretty sure you only played 12 games, guys. What's ben the, Simmons was missing was the, the entire year. It's not just the on-court stuff here, but it's keeping your teammates, like, focused. It's everything. He kept this train on the tracks and made them into a possible one seed. And I believe that there's only been one MVP in recent memory that I could think of that won MVP as a six seed. I know the Nuggets have like a similar record, but the East is probably better than the West right now. Let's just be real. The East is good. So the East is really good. I mean, the Nuggets schedule is a lot lighter when you compare them side by side. So what am I missing? I mean, if you ask me this here, this is this is what I would say. I would say Embiid's the MVP. He should be. I think that they're going to come to their senses, and I think he is going to still win. That's a I tough. Hope. That's tough, by the way, because. It's it's totally swinging in Jokic's favor. But if you ask me right now what the order should be, I would say Embiid, Giannis, and then I can entertain Luka. I I got Luka over over Giannis, too. I I find it disrespectful we're not mentioning Devin Booker. Devin Booker would be in in my five. He'd be in my top five. He should be an honorable And he made it up there. He was like six or seven on this list. Um. And he, and he deserves it, really. Because to me, it, it sounds like yeah, winning, seven. winning seven and impact list. is what the, the award is pretty much about. So, I mean, Embiid which should be number one. 
But also, you can make a case for Devin Booker, too, because they're literally, they, they literally lost 14 games all season. I mean, that's really insane. Yeah, and I mean, he's been balling his lights out, dude. Like, it's been it's been insane to watch. And the fact that he gets no love is just crazy. He'll bro. probably finish it's top crazy. five, Nick. Like, he'll be five. And it's only because the Suns as a team are really strong. And I get the point. Like, Jokic, you don't have Jamal Murray, okay? You don't have Michael Porter yeah. Jr. But I just told you how the bench performs. Their bench is performing at a very good level right now. So what's the Sixers record with Harden? <sighs> with Harden actually on the floor. Around 500, I think. They're 500. And Around that's exactly that. why I think yeah. that's that I mean, that's it's just Because Jokic was still winning without his players. Meanwhile, Embiid gained Harden and they haven't They're holding really Harden better. against them. Right. Exactly but right. Like and thing, I hate that for him because that is bullshit. Because you look at the whole body of work. That same crowd is sitting there saying James Harden is washed. The same crowd that we're talking about is out there saying this man is washed. Yep. It's fucking hypocrisy. It's called it's bullshit. They hate <laughs> they hate the process. They hate the Sixers. And That's what I gather. And Bede stayed healthy this year. That too. was yeah. that was exactly what I was yeah, gonna say. Like did. last year, okay. He missed a substantial amount of games, and you can't take it away from Jokic at that point. All right. I still would have picked MVP uh Embiid last year. But like this is this is silly. This is an epic screw job. I Epic. just I just hope that this doesn't really like mess with Embiid's mental like about you know his his obsession with winning the MVP award. Not to say that he's obsessed, but I'm sure that he actually really wants to win. So like I, if he doesn't win, like I don't want him to be distracted from you know act the actual ultimate goal because the MVPs are cute, but you want to win the ring. That's the bottom line. I, I don't think he is because I think yeah, it, I, I think somebody so. I think he's built that I'm just drive saying, him. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, it's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't want right. that to be the case for him, so I'm hoping it's not. But it won't be. You know, you never know. Yeah. I mean, because he strikes me as a guy that would use as more motivation. I mean, he's just been bullying people, and like the thing is this: like Embiid is an impact player on both sides of the ball. He is, you could argue, the best offensive player in the league, and you could argue that he's. A top three defensive guy. You could argue he's the best. You can make a case, is what I'm saying. So this guy is elite on both sides. Giannis, same thing. Like, right there, instantly, they qualify as more valuable to me. I know that, like, Embiid and Jokic have more roadblocks because of the people that have been missing, so that's why I would knock Giannis down a peg. But I think yeah. that Giannis is more valuable. And you do take away Giannis. I'm not so sure that team would be where they are. They have a good uh, surroundings there, too, but... It's it's just not on that level. Yeah, it's I, not Giannis. Well, Giannis' impact. Teams though, bro. Giannis's impact is greater than most with that team. Again, like, no, we're still, why is nobody talking about Luca? And Luca should be there too. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. He, he's a beast. He's, and he's he Take seems Luka to off of the Mavs. He seems to have climbed team. in this conversation too. Like he and and Devin Booker will probably be four and five in the conversation, and that's justified. I think Jason Tatum's getting some love. Um, so it'll be like between those three. Maybe they even tie. That's he how could close be it too. is. But like, all I'm saying is, is just like the Who, co the complaint is Embiid couldn't stay healthy. He did everything. What more can this guy do? He was the best player all year in this league. Who votes for this? The writers and um, that's like Rand's really it. It's like Stephen A. Smith, Chris Broussard, and they all have Jokic. Jokic has 63 first place votes to Embiid's 29. You fucking kidding me? He's blowing them out. It's it's, it's, it's not strange. even close. They're saying that it's going to be a runaway. 
I don't see. I just read the stats to you guys. I mean, he has been balling out, Jokic. But like, and this is no shade to Jokic. He's but, a stunt one. He should be closer. But Embiid's been doing it all year, though. Exactly. I, I mean, and there's this is nothing against Jokic, but there's there's just it's a clear case for Embiid. Embiid was the best player in the league this year. It don't make any sense. Well, well, the value arguments there. I, I but like I, I, but I, no, like I do see the Jokic thing though because they are like a literally like a what? They're they're the fifth seed in the West. They don't have Jamal Murray. They don't have MPJ. Like that's a lot of players like star power missing from your team. And the fact that you're able to be fifth in the West under those circumstances is what is grabbing the attention of these voters, in my opinion. And then the Harden trade with Embiid, it's been so 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 far. Would you say? Yeah, I mean, so they, I think that impacted sh- his score a little bit. So I don't know. I just feel like it's the impact and the situational thing for yeah, for the voters. And, and I, th- I think that's corny. It is because, like, here's the thing ahead. too, real fast. I'm sorry. With, no, you could. Um, with Embiid, like, they realized he had a max player just quit. Yeah, like he had a max player just quit, and everybody around the league, I don't believe every, he's a top twenty-five player. He's a top twenty player. He's a big difference maker. He does this. He it's does a that. massive gash okay, to well, the lineup. I mean, like if you're saying that, then you're telling me that Ben sent, that Joel Embiid lost more than Nikola Jokic. Not to mention the distraction, the level of distraction, and he kept this team together. This team was playing because Joel Embiid stepped up as a leader, and he stepped up as a player, and he mm-hmm. stayed on the court all year. Yeah, all point. year. Great point, Mike. I mean, and Nick's argument, like. The, the stuff that you're saying, the way we should view it, it all makes sense, except the problem is these same writers that are saying these same points conveniently say that James Harden's washed, and the same writers are the guys that That's such a good like, <laughs> literally hate the Sixers. Like, Stephen A., we just, like, we're talking about this, these guys that have an axe to grind with the Sixers. They should they should not be allowed to vote if that's the no, case. No, and I I 100% agree with that. They should you know? not be allowed to and vote. And I'm and I'm agreeing with what you're saying. That's why I'm saying yeah, like yeah. like these same people that are saying the stuff that you're saying right now practice what you fucking preach all the way around Absolutely, them. Absolutely. Yeah. This is bullshit. It's actually bullshit. I feel I feel for the guy. Yeah. But I still think But don't like, let it distract you though. I think go win this shit. Uh, with Doc Rivers at the helm. Nah, you got you, you got to prevail. You have to do it. You I think got James so. Harden. You you got the team. You have to do it. Doc lost that game last it's night. Do or die, or, bro. He lost that Bucks game. Yeah, that was all Doc. Well, look, you make mistakes, bro. But at least make the mistakes in the regular season. You're already going to be in the playoffs. So yeah, make right. your mistakes now. Learn from it. Grow, and then you proceed. Put and that then, game in the past. And then say that a game prayer. don't matter. I that know. game does not matter. It sucks, dude, because when the trade happened, I fucking said it, man. I knew it, dude. Losing Drummond was a problem. They have no... Like, the fact that I watched Paul Millsap fucking guard Just, Giannis is mind-blowing. Why dude. can't we give Paul Reed some run? DeAndre Jordan he makes DeAndre plays. Jordan should get cut. He blows. He's garbage. Thank you. He's garbage. Get rid of him. I don't know how he keeps getting a job. He stinks. It's okay. He stinks. You fucked up. Put him on the bench. Let's do this. Cut the motherfucker. But, like, why are we doing that, dude? Drummond was such a huge loss. I knew it from the minute they did it. And the problem is, too, is, like, as much as I do like Thibault and what he gives you defensively, you still need scoring. Like, I know it was the unpopular opinion, but I would have sent Thibault before I sent Seth. Now, granted, Seth is hurt. I wouldn't have done that. But I know. know To your point, though, to your point, let me add to this. The Sixers, I think, they were so focused on getting James Harden that they forgot they still had a few hours left of the trade deadline to go out and get another shooter. I Probably, mean, to be honest. That's a I, good I, point. Look, I, I love Daryl Morey, and I think he did an excellent job, but uh, I think, for real, like, 
they were probably so focused on Harden that they did not even think about adding another shooter, and they should have. I'd be calling I, I JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick. I would I would start him right now. Like <laughs> exactly. I would have signed him yesterday and the day before that. That's not a good sign. If you guys are talking like this, man, it sounds like the Sixers are in trouble. No, he could still shoot. I, I think, honestly. I know, but, like, come on. We're, we're, we're talking J.J. Redick. He's not even in the league, and we're trying to add this guy just to make sure that, we're, he that can we can be competitive shoot, enough to, to possibly get to the ship. That's scary to me, bro. So I, I got a little bit more confidence. Hey, let me be honest. I think, I don't want to say this, but I wonder, though, if Doc is – making these decisions because he don't want to run into the nets in the first round because that like why because that's the only team that i think could literally knock the sixers out early that's the only team i don't think so just because it didn't everybody's record is so close it's going to come down to the very last I think, day i think it looks like the nets are going to wind up in in that second play-in game though. does that bother it, you yeah. guys Worrying about what seed you are. I say just so uh, go out and you play who you fucking play. Who gives a fuck? You fear no team when nah, you're going to play. I don't. I, don't I get it. So. I get it. The strategic <laughs> matchup. Cool. I get it. But at the end of the day, like, about the end, <laughs> at the end of the day, I think you're doing more damage to your team because you're not having the mentality of winning. You're uh, you're Agreed. having the mentality of just cruising. I want to go fuck out that. and beat the Bucks. You got to go out full fucking force, night in and night out. That's Agreed. how you build momentum and get into the playoffs and get in there hot and winning the game thing. That's how you win, bro. It's the team who's the hottest in the end wins. So you want to stay focused. Who gives a shit who you play the first fucking round? If you trust your locker room, you trust your team, you trust your guys to get it done, you're going to get it done, and that's how I feel about yeah, it. But Agreed. Would, and, and but would you rather play LaMelo Ball and Michael Bridges, or or would you or would you rather play Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? Like but that stuff, that, absolutely. I mean, yep. Shaquille O'Neal just said yep. that they were avoiding the Spurs when they were during their and run with Kobe. By the way, yeah. <laughs> I mean, by, like that, by the way, that's not a, for that's nothing. A strategy. We don't know the Sixers' vac okay. status. I think they're a little Fuck afraid that. of playing in Toronto too. So are the fucking they, Nets, you know, because they don't have Kyrie for the entire series. And it's crazy that we're sitting here saying this because I agree, Nick. Like, you want to win that Bucks game, man. That was that was a game they were controlling the whole time, and you leave Embiid and Harden on the bench, and Giannis reduces seventeen. I mean, he just. Baptize Paul Millsap. Facts. Give Paul Reed a chance, he, he man. I don't understand. He's he's just got this reluctance with some young guys. Like I would I would be playing Paul Reed and Isaiah Joe more. I don't Isaiah understand. Isaiah Joe's all right. He could play defense too, though. That's what I'm saying. Like he's he's a two way player. I don't understand. It's a weird thing, gentlemen. Though it's a little over time. We're also usually getting blown out by the Pistons. <laughs> you gotta love it. Gotta love it. That's because they have the mentality of cruising now. <sighs> I don't know what to do, guys. I, I feel I like playing them. I want to play yep. them, man. Fuck off, bro. You play who you fucking play. Line it up and let's fucking get a crack. Well, Embiid has That's forty how the fuck and fifteen, I go. so I don't think they're cruising. What? <laughs> Embiid has forty and fifteen, so I don't think they're. Cruising. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, and it man, won't I mean, matter because they'll still the find Pistons, a way to say he's not the MLP, games, MVP. Dog. You should be blowing this team out. Facts. I don't care where you play. You could play in fucking in Arizona. You could play in, on the beach. You should be blowing his motherfuckers out. These it don't facts. matter. Like, it's the Pistons, dude. They're 20 and 56. What? All these languages and you choose facts. That's all I do. Crazy. That was fun, guys. That was fun. Um, Obviously, we are saving the contract year receivers for the next one. That's going to be good. All right. Possible trade talk involved in there. You never know. You got some big names. I mean, I'll even give you the preview. You got Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson. It's a long fucking list of studs, man. And they...
some of them could be available. So we'll see. We're going to talk about that. Um, so, yeah, next episode is Monday, 8 p.m. That's uh, April the 4th. It's our first April episode. Uh, make sure you tune in. Otherwise, episode 69. Go Phils. That's right, Tom. Thanks, Let's go, Tom. Phils. Thank Absolutely. You. I, I want to talk more baseball soon, too, No guys. cap. We're getting a little excited about the Phillies. But episode 69, fellas, Psychotic and Iconic, is brought to you by Prize Picks, your home for daily fantasy sports. New players who sign up for Prize Picks today using the promo code ICONIC receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. Also, Make sure you go subscribe to us at the Props Network at PropsHQ.com, where we are live every episode. Check it out. You won't regret it. Nope. All right. I think that's it, guys. I'm going to pass it off to Nick Theories. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. That was a fun episode. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on PropsHQ.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, and we will see you guys Monday night at P&I, baby. Forgot what day it was. <laughs>